0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5hourenergy.com. Expires April 30th, one-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.
1: Hello and thank you so much for spending your Friday night into Saturday morning with us. We appreciate you tuning in to the AEW Rampage and Smackdown post-show for February 10th. We had pretty like I had pretty good shows tonight like nothing major major to write home about but some highs some lows and to digest them all with me we've got alex cardoza in his new house we're finally working back together look at us in the dream How just are you, look buddy? at us
2: i'm doing great i'm glad to have you back i uh had a lot of fun with uh with alex we did a lot of things You did. I
1: heard you jumped into the NXT stream.
2: Yeah. Look at me. I'm
1: here's here's where the only thing that I have an issue with. All right. Oh,
2: boy.
1: I got a message from Alex Pulaski, and it said uh, this was on Friday night because I'm me and I had to check in. Even when I was on vacation, I was like, I just need to know everything went all right. So I got a message and he said me and uh, mirror Alex are best friends, and he's joining me for the NXT show tomorrow. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. All right best friends already but the good news is you guys were viewing nxt so i assume in the time that you were streaming you guys won the belts and then split (laughs) by the end of the episode but we're not talking nxt we're talking smackdown we're talking aew rampage get in those super chats get in those humper chats i was on the cruise last week we can talk about that if you want please don't super jealous about Jeff Jarrett. I don't want to talk about it. But if you feel so compelled, feel free to. Uh, not like a huge swing either way. So I'll leave it up to the chat if you guys want to start with Rampage or Smackdown. My gut says we're going to start with Rampage. Um, <clears throat> but why you guys are letting me know what you want to start with, I'll remind you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com Sean had a scoop from the boat about I'll give you this one for free. I'll break the paywall. But Swerve and Ricky Starks, who had had a miscommunication at double or nothing, it escalated all the way up to a scuffle, Alex. That came in hot from the boat. Uh, So much more, much more important news than that going on at Fightful Select. Post-Royal Rumble stuff. Details on the Cody and Paul Heyman segment that was so, so good from this week. Tons of great stuff going on on Fightful Select. So, Ooh, the crowd seems a little split here on what to start with. I'm going to start with Rampage because I think it's going to go real fast. So um, we will do that. A little bit more to dig into with the Bloodline stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will start. And I love when we start with Rampage and it's the action's already in the ring, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. But um, very nice to see Claudio back. I feel like it had been a while since we saw him on screen. You have your... ROH world champ you have your ROH pure champion in this um and you have John Moxley obviously as decorated as they come in AEW so super super fun match as you would expect Claudio is so much fun he's so hard-hitting I tweeted that I will tell everyone how much I love him unless Eddie Kingston asks me then I will say I hate the guy never liked him Two, you got two decades of a grudge against Eddie Kingston. I can't be in on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he's a pretty all right wrestler. This ends with Moxley delivering a cutter to Sabian while Claudio is delivering a huge uppercut on Blade for the victory here. I didn't even mention their opponents. My goodness.
2: <laughs> My God.
1: <laughs> Butcher and Blade, Um, I thought they would have been a better choice for transitional champions than the gun club don't get me started but this was butcher blade and kip a really really fun way to start this out um what did you think of this and then we'll talk a little bit more in detail about the ramifications
2: now we don't we bcc they're 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 set they're set no no They i don't think they could do any wrong unless something big happens and they swerve us but I'm such a big fan of the Butcher and the Blade. Um, so every, good. Since, so underrated. The, since the beginning, uh, I, I obviously did not know who they were when they first came in. I was very, I was unaware. Uh, again, I've been watching WWE TV for so long. I never really kind of just went around and watched anything else. But man, and, and Butcher looks freaking phenomenal. It's been months that he's been looking like this, but he looks great, man. And I believe and I think that like you, they should have had a chance because they've been here. They are part of that uh, AEW um, tag team pillar from the beginning. So,
1: yeah, I um I didn't talk guns on here. I talked about it on the Mark Order podcast on Wednesday, but we're gonna talk about the end of this episode. I was not surprised by the guns winning. It seemed like that's where the story was heading. I do believe it's a transitional championship. And people keep telling same. me to let it play out. And I remind them you're the same people that are always dogging on WWE fans for telling me to let it play out or any of that nonsense. So here's the thing. I don't want it to play out. I want to see Butcher and the Blade in that slot. I want to see formerly Bear Country, now Iron Savages in that slot. I want to see Private Party. I think one of them still injured, but I want to yes. see them in that slot. I want to see, I I think um the fact that we never got like a, Uh, just like a two or three week program with the wingmen and the acclaimed like that is just you're asking for a lot of fun there and the workhorsemen who can't buy a minute of tv time I think could have been really really fun transitional champion so it's not anything against the guns and they're really good for how short of a time they've been doing this especially but like I just don't um well, I understand the story and how it's been brewing since the summer. Everyone loves to like be like, no, 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 but you don't get it. I'm like, no, I get it. I just think it stinks.
2: But so... I don't think you get it. That's the problem.
1: <laughs> well, I am just a silly woman.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. On to better things, ladies I and I don't normally really
1: complain about mansplaining, but I did have someone tell me the significance of a Lucha match and I was- mask, really? and I was like, all right.
2: First I'm of not- all, were there at least Hispanic?
1: I don't. I don't know. Which I mean, at that words. point, you
2: give them a point two percent chance of saying, "Okay, explain it to me," because I know you're Hispanic. You might know, but other than that, no. If someone wants um, to talk to me
1: about their own heritage, I'm a I'm a pretty good listener. But like the very basic tertiary yeah, right? You see a family's identity. I was like, I'm going to stop you right there.
2: <laughs> I think we should start the show every week with masks on, just to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to unmask you. That's yes. Happen, but. Anyway, we got off topic in a hurry, but Sorry, a guys. lot of fun here. Alex Polowski who if you guys, um, there's a contingent of people that miss Extremely Sour Alex before I came along and everything <laughs> got so silly. If you miss that version of him, go to FightfulSelect.com and listen to his Smackdown AW Rampage because he was in a mood tonight. Uh, but, uh, he had kind of asked, well, where's Brian Danielson with this beatdown? What is going on here? There's a lot going um, on. Um, but it turns out he did come out to make the save. It just wasn't on televised. And we are going to, uh, get Roosh and Vance versus Mox and Claudio at <laughs> a Texas tornado tag on dynamite this upcoming Wednesday. So good stuff. Um, I'm sorry. Where was the BCC during Danielson's beatdown this past week? Sorry, apologies for that. So um I'm intrigued by that. And since we are talking Blackpool Combat Club, I don't know. Um, you know, it, it certainly doesn't seem like they're on different sides of the fence here that things aren't amicable, but I do think there could be really something fun of trying to bring Takeshta into the Blackpool Combat Club. So yeah. I hope they stay a unit and this relationship that's forming between Danielson and Takeshta. I think a lot of people were eyeing him for the stable anyway. William Regal certainly made nods at certain things in his first tour here. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you want to see Takeshta join and them to reform? Are you kind of like Danielson's doing a singles run right now? We'll let things brew the way they are with the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe. So you want him to kind of fill that void is what you're saying, right? As, as I don't know. Danielson goes on his own? Maybe? No,
1: just like, do we think that? <laughs> is danielson doing some scouting right now you know what i mean like, oh, yeah, like i true. haven't been here yeah.
2: but
1: developed this relationship with this kid they like, just i mean
2: up. they're good on their own right they're just so damn good um at everything that they do and um i don't man i'm, I'm conflicted on that one i would like to see Takeshita. yeah i i think i i would like that i don't know why but throw him into the mix he's like a big heavy he can beat the crap out of everyone like he's incredible. Yeah, he's yeah. incredible.
1: I can't remember if I described it here or on my Wednesday podcast, but I always say like people will be like he's so athletic for a big man, and he's kind of the opposite. Where you're like, he's so big for how athletic he is. Yes, because you yeah, like yeah. it's a it's a sneaky size thing. So I don't know either. I think Takeshita having people that can speak for. I'm not someone that is like need oh, right. to speak perfect English. That's not me. But I do think it would be helpful for a stable that can kind of speak on his behalf a little bit. But and he's to put the over story like out there Rover.
2: right so like so if he's out there speaking like if you were to if he were to tell the team something and the team's like oh shit he's gonna take you down like this is what he's saying I think it also creates the dynamic where like yes. you know you can play out certain scenarios with facials and different body maneuvers like there's so many things that you can do I hope they'd look at it that way
1: I hope so too I hope so too
2: or he could always just go out there and say I'm not you're not ready for Oscar over and over and over again <laughs>
1: She's so, man, I'm loving what she's doing on Raw. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Man, such good stuff happening there. But we will move along to this quick vignette. We got some really good vignettes, minus one that we're going to talk about. But I love (laughs) what we got out of this. Darby saying that he's not going to challenge for the TNT title, at least while Samoa Joe is champion. And he reminds Ortiz that he had his back. And Sting says to Darby that he's going out in a blaze of glory. So who the hell knows where this is going? But I love the idea of, uh, I love clarifying like, Hey, this feud is over. Like we all knew it, but like that was a really nice way to be like, Hey, we're moving on Um, really fun. And Sting has said that this is his last year in ring. So going out in a blaze of glory could mean so many different things. Do you think it's, against darby do you think it's a turn from darby or just a respectful last match between the two of them so many ways you could go here where do you think ortiz plays in? i'm dying to know your thoughts
2: i don't know they where where does ortiz play i, I feel like ortiz has unfortunately been left out in the wind for so long like i'm trying to figure out how he fits into any of the pieces that we're putting that we're going to be putting together right now you know what i'm saying what I like to see, um, I don't know how Sting's going to go out. I know it's going to be emotional because I, yeah. I love Sting to death, man. And like, I know for me personally, for him to see to see whatever he decides to do. I mean, imagine they pin him up against um, Darby. Imagine that's like putting the old dog to pasture, right? Like, Yeah, and wh- I
1: think you could go a couple ways with that. I, I would be interested in a Darby heel turn. I don't know if they want to do that because he's so organically over. Right. Uh, but you could also just do a nice kind of passing of send off
2: thing. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah It's it's been done before right the the uh, veteran always you know ends up looking up at the lights at the end of that match and I mean it has to happen on a pay-per-view first of all
1: yes um, certainly
2: so it's gonna have to be something big and when it does happen I, your boy I'm gonna cry I don't care I'm gonna say I
1: don't it. know if it is on a pay-per-view he's so beloved in the industry you might want to give that one away for free
2: oh yeah that's true too yeah
1: you you could kind of go either way with that but like this big pop
2: on a wednesday night
1: yes it would yes it would um so good stuff here i like these quick little ones they're very very effective but
2: you um, said this before that they've been they've been kind of doing that as of late bam 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 with the with the girls the girls are like hey i'm gonna come out i'm gonna whoop you and that's it (laughs) and you were like yeah you made sense with that yeah
1: I it makes me think that every wrestling program could be an hour. Like when they're that effective for that short amount of time, I'm like, there's no need for us to have any three and no like whatever. Raw does as well as they can with three hours. And I don't think they if they had their preference, they would stay at three hours. But like it does make me the way these fly by, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, for sure. I love it, especially starting so late. So, but super effective. A promo that i did not love which is surprising because i l- love me some ricky starks love mm. him love his delivery here love a lot of what he had to say here but when you say i'm starting with the lackeys of a stable after you lose a gauntlet match <laughs> and what you actually started with was beating the head of the table what the effing s are we doing alec this is so booked in reverse i don't understand it. This, I was hoping I would get some sort of kind of like motivation, which I guess Jericho's interference was supposed to be what got Ricky all fired up, but it, why would he care? He already beat Jericho. There's no titles on the line. There's no real stakes here. I don't know. It, this whole thing feels, um, kind of muddy to me. And I was hoping something might engineer it out of the mud. Doesn't this isn't working for me? I like, um, I'm not like a Jericho hater. Like, some other Alex's on the channel but I do feel like with his uh his feuds this is the second one we've seen kind of booked and reversed a little bit um the last but they one write gets, their
2: course they, they they find a way to kind of bring it back around They
1: do you I, don't I really so? don't know and um I don't think I don't really buy into the, like they said this about Cody too that like it's like people are too selfish or whatever and I'm like Cody had almost a losing record in AEW, so that was a load of crap. Jericho always puts people over, but then they just drop the ball after he puts them over. Like with Eddie, they had Jericho then turn around and win for no reason with Orange Cassidy. Like he still brings back the $7,000 suit stuff, which is good, but like it seems like we don't really get a trajectory. I get the idea of Jericho when he's not champion being kind of an earned right of passage if you beat him but then they don't go anywhere after those victories. And they, they go on for so long because stables are so intensive. Jericho is a legitimate ratings get. So you do want him on TV a lot, but man, oh man. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like they course correct. This is the second few that they've had that's been booked in reverse. I can't remember the, the sequencing of the first one, but like, I think it was a stadium stampede and then a cage match and then something else. And I was like, wait, what? Like <laughs> it was all, I can't remember the three stipulations, but they were all out of sequence. And I was like, come on. Like, so this, this is really frustrating for me because Ricky Starks is one of my favorites. I'm interested in seeing him and Jericho wrestle, but when you've already beat him and you don't, and then you lose a gauntlet match that shouldn't have happened in the first place. Cause why are you fighting the, the underpins? <laughs> like, Makes no sense to me, but Rick Starks is still on my TV. He's still positioned highly. I really appreciate that. Um tons of fun with them on the cruise, too, by the way. Ricky Starks. Oh, was
2: he? Yeah.
1: A blast. A wow. blast on the cruise. But uh any thoughts on this quick Ricky Stalks vignette as Tasm Stocks, <laughs> yeah, You know,
2: Ricky Starks, he's gonna, you know, do his thing. Um, I don't know, man. I just <clears throat> like you said, like I always feel like they kind of find a way sometimes to work things out. I mean, I, I, maybe because I think positively like that. Just because I've been let down by a lot of old school WWE stuff, that I'm I started thinking a little bit different now. Uh, unless it was just the QR code stuff, that was the only <laughs> thing I, I bagged on, um, and some other stuff that we'll get to when we get to SmackDown. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know where they're going. This one, this was a little difficult because you said you're right; they're booking in reverse. So I, where, where do they want to take him? You know, where are they going with him? And I I don't know, man. I hope that maybe this is just something that Starks and Jericho wanted to kind of like maybe stuff that was left out that they wanted to kind of like get back out on TV or something. And then we go from there. And then he just deads this because, you know, and then he just moves on to something greater, which I hope comes soon. Because Ricky As Starks needs to be on my TV with some gold,
1: big time. I feel like Ricky Starks in a TV title makes so much sense. Up been saying that for months oh too. oh my so.
2: god, yes.
1: Um, I it just makes so much sense whether it's a TNT one or you want to give him an ROH one to carry around on AEW. Like I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. So, and I don't even mind the feud that they have bro. I mean, gosh, Starks and Daniel Garcia. We just saw it. But like that's a match I want to see. I just wish they had just booked it in a logical order. And also, where is Action and Ready fitting in all this? I still have oh, my questions. And I've got questions about my poor friend Murr at Impractical Jokers. Okay? Come on, man. We got my Impractical Jokers on TV. They say that Floyd is a small bat and that... They got like a, you know, a small appendage. But you know what I gotta say? It's not always the size. If you can deliver the performance, you know what I mean? If you're like weary about the size of your bat, don't be, okay? Because there's more to it. But if you need an extra boost in your performance, if you need some extra confidence, if you need a little assistance, well, Sean Rossap is here to tell you all about it.
0: You know we care about that performance in wrestling, that main event performance. But maybe in the bedroom you don't have the confidence to perform. BlueChew.com and the code FIGHTFUL will help get you there. It's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You know it's that good stuff. But it works on your schedule. Or maybe when you're not even ready and you want to get there. You consult with the online physician. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. No awkward in-person meeting. And if approved, it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But there will be nothing discreet about your package when you use BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. But you know what? How about free? Get your first shipment free when you use the code Fightful. Just pay $5 shipping. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. Get that main event performance
1: so that's what i'm talking about if you've got a small bat i wish i had a manscaped read but i don't because the next thing in this segment was about big balls
2: i feel attacked
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man just kidding uh classic just like corporate synergy but i don't mind this on a rampage like if this was on dynamite i kind of rolled my eyes correct right yeah I love Impractical Jokers. We've got anime, Otaku 2, I mean, saying I've never seen Impractical Jokers, and after tonight, I have the <laughs> desire to watch it. I I am a connoisseur, okay? I, I like, when I traveled for work more, especially. A lot of hotel rooms. Not a lot on. Not great cable packages. Impractical Jokers always on True Always. Watched a lot. I will say season nine, Classic. A lot of season seven. Fantastic. And there's they got a movie ones. out
2: of it, didn't they? They had like an impractical movie. It was, not movie. It was yeah.
1: fun. Not great. Season nine. Tears in my eyes every time I watch an episode. And I'm not a practical joke person. I think they're usually pretty mean, but it's just like they're mostly playing them on each other. And it's very silly. So ladies and
2: gentlemen, don't forget that in the other channel, we had a Mountain Dew pitch black match. So let these guys get power bombed onto a table.
1: <laughs> Look, it's for five minutes on Rampage. Yeah, people are gonna do crossover promotion it wasn't all the time. Yeah. not the greatest segment in the world did not no. need to be um we can kind of the over. funny thing is the guy that got his ass beat is the guy that like he's the one that loses and takes all the punishments all the time he's like the if you watch south park he's their scott malkinson a little bit the guy that <laughs> always gets picked on so of course he was the guy that was taking bumps out there but Poor guy. harmless silly uh, Luis, our wonderful moderator, wants to know where Sal was to save the segment. I don't know where Sal was either, because I know he's a pro wrestling fan. And also, my sister is pretty sure he she taught him improv. So a fun fact. Get out of here. About the Kate Elizabeth family. Um, and my sister is literally one of the best improvisers in the world. So,
2: Just full of uh, great people, huh?
1: Pretty much. It was pretty great. <laughs> pretty great. But <laughs> it's better than Dusty Rhodes. I found that out, because my dad's not like I wish. Roman Reigns was my kid instead of Kate. My dad loves me. All right. But speaking of the Rhodes family, we get a little promo from Dustin Rhodes, who says he's not going to let this Swerve fella come in and tarnish the Rhodes name. And he says that just in time to get beat down by the two absolute goons that are with Swerve for no reason. I mean, they're there for a reason. I just don't. I don't buy it yet. I give things time to settle in. I don't really have a ton of interest in this, uh, but Swerve's so damn cool on his own, and I yeah. popped tremendously for him saying Happy Black History Month as he beat Dustin Rose. <laughs> and, super, super fun. Um, so, again, a quick segment. Dustin is great. Like, I, this is his last year in wrestling, too. Um So many kind words have been said about him and the work he's done with the women's division, but even just seeing like a simple promo like this, I was like, he just like, this clearly is not his first rodeo. He's been doing it for decades. Right. But, um, what a fucking dork. Uh, no, the host of a show is not going to talk less. This isn't like customized to your liking. Um, (laughs) anyway, back to what we were saying Dustin Rhodes, great here. Absolutely loved this. Uh, and an effective beatdown from Swerve. What are your thoughts on this?
2: Um, I liked it. Yeah. I don't right? know why. <laughs> I, okay. So Dustin, I love Dustin. He is such a performer. And we know this. He has so much range. He really does. And um, he's writing his own story out. He's slowly doing it, and we can see it happening. Swerve is so damn believable to me right now. His action, his the, his mannerisms, the way he's talking to you, he feels like a bad guy in a movie, you know? Um, and the goons, I don't mind the goons anymore. I really don't. I, I see them there as the two guys that are his heavy to kind of like get a little bit of the beat down before he comes in and finishes things off, you know? And I'm feeling that now. I'm feeling that now, especially with the way he's coming off. So I hope to have a, an insane match. I hope it's completely over the top. I hope that there's blood on the first four rows of fans. And it's just, cause you know, it's going to be bloody
0: with Dustin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Com slash fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify. <laughs>
2: He's Dustin's gonna try his ass off to make sure that um swerve looks like a trillion bucks.
1: Yeah, and he's not someone who needs the help. So in I addition know, to yeah. not loving the people that he's paired with and also feeling like it's a little redundant because I get it, I get a it. A lot man. of the time he was in hit row, I felt like he um he was the one leading them along, not the other way around, right? Right. I also feel like somebody I've I always view like Kind of like he'll swerve as he thinks he's damn good and he can back it up because he is yeah so i don't love the people he's paired with and then on top of that i feel like um like he shouldn't need them because he's egotistical he is s- swerve confident like mm-hmm. so it's it's a mix of who he's paired with and me just wanting him to go be awesome like to me, it's almost like with Adam Cole, how you're like, I'll boo that guy because he's a heel and I buy into his heel tactics. But when he comes out, I'm popping. Yeah, I'm poppin sure. I'm popping for that. Yeah. So uh, I that's my other thing with Swerve is just like, I think in general, I just want him to be a single star. But we move along to Ruby Soho defeating Marina Shafir rather quickly. She wins with the Destination Unknown here. A couple of nice holds from Marina Shafir in here. Shoeless. Joe Marina Shafir Jackson. <laughs> She's wrestling barefoot. I'm always impressed when people are willing to do that, because, man, I'll just on my toe walking around here. But <laughs> <laughs> some really, really um, fun storytelling after, because it looks like Britt Baker, I'm still going to say, probably is turned face. Jamie Hayter is definitely a turned face. She kind of was becoming one anyway. Yeah. But we got a, a brawl after here, which is the real story. Nice, um, too, man. Yes, Araya coming down with Tony Storm to go after Ruby Soho, who is not really declared a side fully in this. And then Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker coming out to even the score a little bit. Tom LaValle saying that he loved Ruby's reaction to the brawl, love this angle and definitely not david bowie is there a Starman among us thing it's god awful sad affair to the girl with the green short hair for the dentist keeps telling her no and the other two jumped for willow oh that's so good that's such great stuff oh i love it i love it i love it um i'm so happy ruby feels as important as she should or at least on the way to being there. There was so much where it was like she would lose to Britt Baker and then she went to dark for like months. Um, And to me, she's a marquee talent. Very happy to see the positioning here. And some of the promos have been a little awkward and the storytelling can get a little bit funky. But overall, this stuff has been such a home run for me. I do think it's leading to a blood and guts match. I do think it was the right call to turn... Tony Storm and Soraya heel, even with Paige's face promos that were talking about, how Brit's unaccomplished compared to her she own was. resume. I, I'm really, really happy that this has clicked in and worked. And I'm glad they turned Jamie Hater her face because they were making that decision anyway, Alex.
2: Yeah, um, Jamie was getting ginormous pops, regardless <laughs> of, of what she was saying to the crowd. They were like, yeah, call me an asshole one more time. I love it. You know, like that kind of reaction, which is great um damn this was oh god and i say this every week i even said it with alex uh the women yeah. in aw everything they're fire, doing man. is on point and i'm in love with everything that they're doing i'm i'm like uh, they, right now they're taking their time with certain things which is fine because and, and then at the same time giving it a little bit of breath kind of like Letting pieces fall into place with Soraya and and Tony Storm and blah 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 and this and that. Like, where are they going with this? I don't know, man. I feel like you're right. I wasn't even thinking about blood and guts, and yeah. here we are. And I think it's coming. Man.
1: I think it's coming. Kylie chiming in the chat, saying hello. You hey. beautiful humans. Well, hello to you as well. Where's so- the? I love
2: it. Oh, you? you. Get your humper chats in and your. Super chats, if super you guys chat. have any thoughts about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling,
1: absolutely, and what let Kate K- know how good under. her bangs
2: look and her hair color. If you guys want to see some clavicles, <laughs> send over a little cash, and you know there I'll it start. Is. You know,
1: oh, there it ooh, is. that
2: one was free.
1: <laughs> we got to keep the bits coming because we got to get more oh super man, chats big and big old
2: bitties. Put them on my face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: bitties, like you can donate at twitchtv slash Gaming?
2: God, look at me.
1: Look at you but if you want to send in a phone pun because that got started on fightful select tom oh. valley saying razor ramon with a z r like razor phones and scott call so very very nicely done the standalone pun at the moment but we also have chai towns first chiming in saying something about trench and parker being in some construction site felt more natural rather yes. than backstage I don't know why but i liked it this time it also helped that they had something to do other than lumber and stare into the camera i think that helps but now knowing his name is trench and there's one named parker it just feels like this is a stable of coats too yeah.
2: close
1: too close to a parka
2: <laughs> oh la parka might be coming out too wow there I you see what to did there. wow <laughs> did i just make that up hold on
1: you did a, a fake scoop right here at Fightful on the A.W. Rampage SmackDown post-show. But moving along here to Mark Briscoe uh, versus Woods. The Goods getting set up from Dynamite 2. Obviously, a hallmark of ROH with Mark Briscoe. And Josh Woods, a pure champion, a phenomenal wrestler. So good. I know we've gotten to see him a little bit with Tony Nese, but this gets set up at a fun promo backstage. Very happy to see Mark Briscoe on TV. Set up through Smart Mark, who says, this isn't Sandy Hook, Mark Briscoe. You got to watch who you can put your hands on, referring to where he lives in Delaware. Mm. implying that his nice suit is above the people of Delaware, which is wrong. But I'm very much looking forward to opponents who are familiar with each other. ROH through and through. And Josh Woods, who was kind of in that newer crop, putting on incredible matches, his Pure match against LSG is one of my favorite ever, ever, ever that they did there. Really, really good stuff, and I'm just excited to see Mark Briscoe on AEW television. Alex, never Beautiful. mind, get to see Josh Woods too.
2: I love it. Um, he he looks Mark looks a little. Uh, he looks happy. You know, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think Tony is is someone who's very compassionate. Tony Khan, and I think that by the way he fought for him to be on television and, and given him the opportunity now to be a full-time roster member, right. Um, on television, not just on paper. I think, I think this, this is, this is the start of something really great. Now here's a question I got for you. What do you, what do we do with the belts now? Um, uh, we retire them and just start a whole new, um, tournament, you know, kind of like, Hey, this is, let's just leave it at that.
1: I think, um, well, Jared Bailey said that Mark Briscoe alone should go dethrone the guns, which I love that idea of him. Can you being, imagine? Having both ROH titles and both HW tag titles would be a blast. But sincerely, I think you do a tournament or a battle royal with as many of the best tag teams in the world as you can get, including New Japan, Impact, whoever. Just bring in yeah. as many people as you can and, and do it that way. Probably retire those belts, let yes. those um, rest with with Jay and get some new ones in there, turn over a, a new chapter. But we'll see what's going on with uh, ROH, I can't really call it television, but programming kicking back up and where that's going to go but we've got some more, more puns more phone puns no key <laughs> is excellent thank you Kevin O'Ryan been saying smart mark roaming charges oh my
2: god that's I think good. I was
1: able to avoid them on the cruise so that makes me very happy happened to me in my first cruise not great but we got uh, a <laughs> we got the uh Jungle Boy squash match which was fun squashes don't always have to be big guys chewing up little guys okay It can be Jack Perry defeating Ryan Nemeth in a one minute match. The
2: Hollywood hunk.
1: The Hollywood hunk making making his way on TV, losing his way on TV. This is perfectly fine.
2: I mean, the dude's getting a a
1: blast. That's all. There's not really a ton to say about that for for me. Any thoughts from you?
2: No, I mean, the Hollywood hunk. (laughs) I'll leave it at that.
1: That's it. So uh. We will very quickly move along past that. I I mean, we talked about it for 45 seconds. So that's three quarters of the length of the match, right? So yeah, we get another one I think is a really effective promo from Ortiz. Again, one of these super quick ones. But he basically says to Eddie Kingston, like, they lost control of their temper. The chair shot happened. And that he is not going to let the, I almost said the dark order. Not, not quite.
2: <laughs> not quite. <laughs> Almost, the the same darkness, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, Dark Order. Other great transitional tag team championship possibilities that I thought could have been Stop fun it. would be to have Stop. a si- silver and Reynolds. But moving on. Uh, I I love this. He says that he's not going to let House of Black make a martyr out of Eddie Kingston. If the only way is to show him that is to fight him, he's got to do it. I love this because this does not feel like either of these guys are fully like turning heel in a sense. Like I think some people thought might've been happening with Eddie when this all started, but what a fun way to do this. Like to have a face on face thing, just so built on the dimension of like, you're my friend. I'm not going to let you go to that place. Awesome. 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 Awesome stuff here. Your thoughts on this quick but effective promo. It
2: was just that, I mean, I, I need more Ortiz on television. I miss my Boricuas, my my Latinos up in there doing their thing, man. Like they're they're also another team that could have been well he's by himself right now, but you know.
1: No, the fact that the guns held the belts before six. I know, Ortiz I know. Sick, I God, tell you. They could have
2: given the two belts <laughs> alone to Ortiz, and I would have been happy.
1: There you go. A couple more chats chiming in. But why does Nevet walk so weird? <laughs> What's up with that? Remember the that. Hollywood SNL hunt, sketch? baby. What up with that? Uh, go check out BTE and Nick Nemeths. Nick Nemeths. <laughs> go check out Ryan Ziegler's uh, b- <laughs> vlog. Wow. <from> the crew. <laughs> oh no! She I took been... the k thing and made it real. Wow. <laughs> My apologies to Ryan. This Nemitz. show
2: has gone off the rails. Dan, where's can Alex? You
1: hear me now, Housing. Phenomenal. phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. I love the punts. Keep it as a float, man.
2: Yeah. Keep it going. I love it guys.
1: So we get this backstage segment too. This has been probably like the past. I don't know if I was just missing it in this way before, or if hangman has turned it up a notch, but this last run of hangman promos, basically from the one that people were pointing to when he said, I'm, I'm anxious. My meds aren't working, but I'm still here. From that till now has been some of my favorite hangman promos that he's ever had. Absolutely. Absolutely. In love with mm. this. Uh, <laughs> Louise, our moderator, has the header for this as hangman hoots and hollers at Renee. <laughs> he was going he off. Does, he does say in reference to uh, his match with Moxley that he ate his ass for dinner uh, and, <laughs> Real pregnant pause for a second there, but he's still kind of reeling uh, from his victory, which is fun. It kind of keeps that character alive of someone who is fearing his own success or doesn't always know how to handle it. And with a guy as tough as Moxley and everything they've been through, um, kind of reeling from a victory is a really fun thing to introduce here. And then Kip Sabian comes up and is basically like, why are you bitching, man? Like, yeah. Let's calm down. You, What are you upset about? There's nothing to be antsy about and we're gonna get kip sabian and hangman adam page on wednesday which should be all sorts of fun kip sabian
2: back on television
1: yes great to see
2: yeah i I mean um there was a guy he used to hang out with god i forgot his name but yeah um on television there and he's he's been missing it would be nice to at least bring a main dose to could have been transitional champions um but i don't know man like um i think i think it was fine you know, um, I don't I, these these uh, the Kip Sabian. I love him. I wish I would see him more on on television as well.
1: He's super over on the Indies. Oh, it does feel God, like yeah. since they gave him his match against Orange Cassidy. Like, he is at least on some sort of trajectory now. Like, it seemed like he was just kind of floating around. It was in there with a box over his head for a really long time. For a long
2: time. But since he got back on
1: TV, there seems to be some direction there. So I really, really like that. We've got uh, Big Man Grief with a humper chat. Excuse me. Got a little hiccup there. Um, Regarding Mark Briscoe saying, me and my brother... Talked about what to do with the ROH tag titles on the way home from the Lexington show. Oh, I hope you enjoyed the Lexington show. Very nice. Let us know if you uh, ran into any hooligans that are very tall in Sean Rossett, but they think that Mark should just defend them by himself. You know, he would, and it would be great. Um, I have heard that, and I think it could be great. I don't know if... um like there might be a reverence there for the fact that Jay's not around anymore, mm. that they don't want to um, have his legacy carry on in that specific way. Haven't like heard anything that's not reported anywhere. It's just a thought that was kicking around in my head. Like
2: breaking news out of Kate's head.
1: Nope, people will do that. <laughs> people will quote me like it's real. And I'm just oh, wow. I'm just thinking I'm just thinking things through on air here. But, uh, you know, I, I think him wrestling without his brother with the tag titles there's the side of it that he's still there right but there's also the side of it that he's not and just depends what way they want to lean with it i'm sure mark is going to be extremely heavily involved in whatever they choose to do next because those guys i mean 13 time roh tag champs my goodness so but definitely a, a good thought an inventive one a direction they could possibly go i it's just um it's interesting to see what they'll do with such a a sensitive thing. But at the same time, we're also like trying to get ROH into a new era. So it would be cool if (laughs) it would be cool if they like were starting a fresh chapter, whether that was with that idea or not. Like if there was some, some, something fresh to come, to come out of that for sure. Agreed. (laughs) <laughs> anime otaku said i love penelope being ready to wallop hangman hey, with her <laughs> phone back kind of reminded me of the new japan and stardom tags yes uh she had a rotary phone purse which was super fun wow. uh loved jericho being like for those youngins who don't know what this is it's called a rotary phone go google <laughs> it that was pretty cute from him tonight i can't believe he was on commentary at the end of the cruise he had no voice so good on him for resting those courts but we move to the main event with Orange Cassidy defeating Lee Moriarty with a somehow incredible ability to counter the border city stretch into a roll-up. Uh Orion Ben saying the Stokely and Orange Cassidy never-ending rivalry. Please go back if you haven't on YouTube and check out Stokely Hathaway and Orange Cassidy. They did a whole like short film thing with Beyond Wrestling. They've been driving this around for years. He has great stuff with Chuck Taylor that he did and stealing his name and trademarking. A very, very long rivalry with the our lovable best friends and Stokely Hathaway. You throw Dan Housen into the mix. I'm here for Stokely trying to fight Dan Housen's, Dan Housen's curses here. This was a whole lot of fun. Lee Moriarty's great. Orange Cassidy is great. I am, I want to make it sound like I'm sick of Orange Cassidy having the title at all. I'm not. I love watching his matches. I love that he's consistently main eventing Rampage with kind of like a third tier title. I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't know how much longer it's going to be super productive. So I'm intrigued to see where it goes, but I have no complaints about it being on my television tonight. This was super fun until the post-match! which we'll talk about in a second, but would love your thoughts on the match in ring. This was great. We saw some really fun stuff with the beach break. He, we saw Lee getting out of some orange punches, a, a, a blast of a, an in-ring performance from these two.
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you just mentioned something that I was thinking about when you were talking. It's like how much longer will Cassidy hold the belt for it? Does he, cause it doesn't feel like he needs it. Um, because, unfortunately, there's no real big storylines being built around the title or him. He's just having open challenges where people are meeting. And they're, you know, moving on with it. So I feel like perhaps you have someone like a uh, like a Pac or someone come back and, and chase him around for it again. I don't know. But yeah, I don't think I don't think he needs it. I don't. I honestly feel like he does not need it. Or
1: could have Miro come in and grab it. Maybe. But
2: But right now it seems like Double J might be the new. uh, (sighs) Sorry, I didn't want to say that. I'll take that back.
1: This might be our last show. This might be my last show. Because after the match, we hear the dumb My World theme. The theme's fine. I cannot believe in the same week we have the acclaimed who come in here to help Orange Cassidy. After, because, why not? Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal come down because when you keep losing, I guess you just move up the card to now a singles title here. Um, the claim to come out to kind of make the save. So I guess after losing to the King guns, they're moving on to a feud with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Who could possibly care? This is the most over tag team probably in the world. And you have Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. You are wasting how over they are on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Not for me anyway. Obviously, I've made that abundantly clear. I'm double over it, okay? Jay Lethal's a really good in-ring worker. I don't have a huge interest in him outside of it. Jeff Jarrett, I have no interest in seeing on my television. He is on TV way more than he needs to be, even if he is going to be an on-screen talent. But the thing that bugs the hell out of me about this even outside of thinking it's double ass in the first place is the acclaimed are so over and you're not going to do that to elevate anybody else. You're not going to have them jump into a feud with that momentum for anybody else. Not any of the younger teams that are there. Like it's such a waste of momentum and it's going to, it's going to calm down. It's going to fall off because what the hell's the point of this, man? I don't it's a get giant it. giant
2: match. That's what that is. An unfortunate giant match. Giant mess.
1: Giant mess. Is
2: I think maybe they're trying to get maybe with how over the acclaim are. I don't know. Yeah,
1: because Jeff Jarrett needs the freaking rub because Jay Lethal does. I, like, I think there are so many good young tag teams that you are absolutely wasting here. Yeah. Like Jeff Jarrett's not a
2: but well, what's the opposite you put a young tag team against someone who's held the title and is up there you don't have them kind of climb the chart. i don't know there's something how are
1: we not in an acclaimed best friends feud for like the silliest shit of all time alex and like alex reynolds and john silver can't buy a minute of television time but you're gonna put the acclaimed against jeff jarrett and jay lethal Come on, man. I'm sorry.
2: Maybe maybe tag
1: division in the world. I know some people have moved on to the trios, but this is such an absolute waste, an absolute waste to me. I look at, look at
2: the passion you have right now for the hatred that you have for the tag team. That is, it's not paying
1: off. I don't want to see them on my television. Right.
2: But that's, that's the thing. And there's probably other people that feel like that too. So if you have the acclaim come out and beat them, People are gonna feel the same way. They don't want to see Jarrett on television that much, right? So maybe, maybe I don't know.
1: Channel though, like it's not, it's not payoff stuff. It's to me, it's in a different way. But it's like when people are like, "Don't you want to see Dominic Mysterio get his butt kicked?" Not really, because he's not a very good wrestler. He can't do a six-one-nine. So I don't want to see him fight his dad. Like it's the same thing where it's not like oh, I'm so annoyed about it that I'll get this huge payoff when they lose. I'm right. just so annoyed about it. It makes me want to turn the channel, but I don't because I love all of you wonderful people and we have fun here. So it, I already didn't like the tag team, but the fact that this is what you're doing with the claims, I don't that part is baffling to me. Like that just makes absolutely no sense that you wouldn't use that as an opportunity for the super, super hot tag team to put that to good use. It makes no sense. It makes no sense, and I don't want to see it. And if I did watch it, I wouldn't want anybody else to know I saw it, Alex. I wouldn't. I wouldn't.
2: How do you do that?
1: Well, I'm so glad you asked because our friends at NordVPN can help you with just such a thing.
0: NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Block online trackers, annoying pop-up ads. Unlock geoblock content. Maybe you miss the WE network. Maybe you want that AEW plus. Maybe you want to subscribe to overseas services so you can get UFC pay-per-views at a reduced rate. Well NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to do that. And you can do it with four months for free with that link. Not only that, you get your 30-day money back guarantee as well. Just in case you don't like it for any reason, it works on all of your devices. So you can do this stuff wherever you are. Maybe you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi at the airport, the hotel. It can be dangerous. Your info is at risk. But you can still gain access to all that stuff. Check out all of your favorite shows or maybe shows you haven't discovered before with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now with multiple tiers so you can get whatever services that you want. NordVPN.com slash Fightful
1: lottery slash fightful
2: that's the best way to be double discreet when you get your (laughs) your little bat pills
1: double discreet like double j consonants guitar smasher man
2: Uh,
1: well global force
2: wrestling's coming back Don't, don't. That's not a headline. I was kidding.
1: <sighs> well, it's time to move on. Thank God. A fun rampage tonight, I thought, except I thought the ending was stupid. Not a fan. But get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Let us know what you thought about it. Unless you thought it was good. Then I won't read them. No, I'm just kidding. But, wow. <laughs> but we are going to move along into something that continues to be pretty damn good. Uh, we're going to move on to SmackDown, which opened with our Bloodline storyline. I'm going to kind of go through the through line that we saw overall, but we open with Paul. Hey, well, we open first with a video package about all of the happenings on As the Bloodline Turns, but, uh, we find out kind of what's going on with Jay Uso in this video package. And Paul Heyman comes out and says he finds... Uh that Sammy Zayn is not there and he finds that his title challenge is comical. He also says that so that Sody Rhodes. I'm gonna I'm gonna recalibrate. I think Jeff Jarrett did something to me. I gotta I gotta find my center so I can learn how to read again. (laughs) Paul Heyman says that Sammy Zayn is not here, and he finds the fact that he wants to challenge for the title comical. He also says that Cody Rhodes put him in a corner. And that he didn't know that Dusty Rhodes raised a dumbass. Championships aren't just championships, but they are centerpieces for the island of relevancy. And I'm like, yeah, that was kind of the issue uh, before this storyline got hot. <laughs> was it was this island of relevancy that the rest of the programs didn't feel important. Good stuff here, though. He says it's the crest of basically the bloodlines. Royal families, and then sneaky Sammy comes up behind Uh. him and he says he's not there to hurt Paul Heyman, but he could have. He also says that Roman's days are numbered. Sammy is done. Jay chose to walk out. Who knows what the hell is next? And Roman doesn't have to worry about Cody Rhodes though, because Sammy is going to be the one to beat him. Fun stuff, fun stuff here to kick us off. I usually prefer that we start with wrestling, but this kickoff to the bloodline. Throughline was great. I'm going to recap some of the other things that happened with that. Um, We do have Sami Zayn later meeting up with Jay like a forbidden lover. Uh, A
0: forbidden lover.
1: (laughs) They're meeting in the building that he's not supposed to really be hanging around and not supposed to be talking to Jay. But he thanks Jay for the rumble and says he doesn't really have to kowtow to Roman or go down with the ship. He acknowledges him, which Alex Pulaski thought was the cheesiest line in the world. But I kind of liked it because I felt like it brought the beginning of this whole Tribal Chief story back to light. Like, it was Jay and Roman who kicked us off with this. So, super fun. And then Jay gives him a fist bump. But he's not committal, which I really liked. Like, if I could have scripted this any way in the world... Those Usos wouldn't have been on television until Elimination Chamber. At least Jay wouldn't have. Um, but I I did like that if they were going to do it, Jay didn't really show his hand at all, except for the fist bump. That's kind of showing your hand. and showing your knuckles, at least. But he, he wasn't like, oh, my gosh, Sammy, I totally get you. Or, Sammy, what the hell did you do to me? He kind of played it up the middle, which I think is a really good way to go. And then Heyman says that Jimmy's going to be watching TV because sometimes you see more from that view, which I appreciated real reasons that are there for why he can't go uh, to Canada, unfortunately, but a good kayfabe way to cover it up, which I really liked. And we'll talk about the tag match as well. But what did you think of the bloodline story tonight? Would you have the rather they waited till elimination chamber? Did you like what we saw on TV?
2: Yeah, we don't we don't WWE doesn't do um much of the waiting anymore or surprises. So I think they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice with the whole Paul Heyman promos and things like that. This one did not feel as strong as the Cody one. To me, we saw this one coming. We knew he was going to come by. We knew, you know, there was words that were going to be exchanged between them. I didn't know what exactly I like more of what happened between Jay and Sammy backstage.
1: Yeah, I think that's where the real
2: what was going necessary. on. In- yeah, I don't think it was necessary, but I understood what they were trying to do. So I
1: Yeah, you you're popping the live crowd. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready for elimination chamber.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So good stuff. Nothing like overwhelming, but mm-hmm. but good good enough stuff. We'll take it. And speaking of good enough stuff. <laughs> this definitely falls into that category. We get the banger this? bros. We're calling them the banger bros. All right, they can call them Seamus and Drew. They can call them the two-man band all they want. I don't care. They're the banger bros to me. They're facing Hit Row. This is quite the squash. Hit Row feels kind of in the one not going to lie. But they should have they won handily here, I feel like. Uh, we get... The bro Kick and the Claymore kind of in sync alongside each other to to finish this. And then I'm going to say this. I love the Viking Raiders in the ring. I think they're two incredible big men. I referenced Iron Savages before. They kind of read similar to me, not just because of their side, but their athleticism that goes along with their size is always so impressive to me. (sighs) Now that that's out of the way with what the hell is going on? with spooky Viking Raiders with goddess Valhalla who hears gods. And so now this match is happening. Sarah Logan has come back and been almost inconsequential entirely. Like she's not really interfering with matches. She's not really making matches. I don't understand what's going on with the Viking Raiders. I was so excited for them to get rebooted in what felt like a more serious way. I thought they're, that match that they had on like the, the fake boat was actually really good considering how gimmicky it was. The match itself was fantastic. They're so good in the ring. They're two enormous dudes who can move and have a, a real presence about them. Why are they going so far out of the way to gimmick them up like this, man? And why isn't Sarah Logan being used in a way that's effective at all? I don't get it. What are your thoughts <clears throat> on the squash and and this?
2: I As don't mind I drink, squash. I, I I I'm enjoying what Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are doing.
1: I'm Whoa. gonna just drink my pitch black diet coke. Here. Are
2: you doing coke on oh, no.
1: pitch black diet
2: coke? Oh, sorry. Code red. Um,
1: blast diet coke.
2: <laughs> I love how you just mix like two different companies plus seven brands together. I was um, trying to
1: cue the neon lights, but it didn't work.
2: Did not work, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. <clears throat> these two. These two work very well together. I enjoy what they when they're banging around. Um Hit Roll, <laughs> hit roll.
1: when there's when they're brothering. When like, they're brothering in a banging way.
2: Brothering and banging away. Um Hit Rolls become kind of a little bit of a side joke right now. I don't take them seriously in any way. They're jobbing out to like almost anybody now. I just I don't know why, but they're not building them and and to add on to Valhalla and and the viking dudes this is a case of 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 perhaps they got stuck they brought everyone back right like they started bringing so many things back and they got stuck like this is not this is not moving the needle at all
1: yeah i think part it of the really problem is, a- is cuz you do need tactics you need wrestlers in general to be people that can float around the mid card and take losses it just feels like there's no differentiation between the bottom of their card and the middle of their card right like incredibly clear top of the card which is refreshing because we had months of that where that was also not really the case outside the bloodline but like their mid card are people who who are jobbing constantly so i don't really yeah i don't really know what that means i feel the same way with the women's division right now yeah it's tough it's so weird because you have Probably the greatest story in wrestling going on right now on this program. And then a lot of stuff that just doesn't feel like it has any momentum behind it. And Sarah Logan, I was so excited when she came back, other than her Valhalla being a Max the Impaler cosplay ripoff. Outside of that, I was excited she was going to add something to the act, but I don't really know what she's doing other than hearing the voices of gods. Like she's not.
2: It's falling flat. In any way. Yeah. It I really don't... is. There's. <clears throat> There's only so much room for spooky stuff. And right now, Bray's dedicated. They did, you know, the dedication for the spooky dark stuff is Bray, you know,
1: or or the neon stuff, as it might be. But Weather Daddy <laughs> sending in a humper chat. It's a hell in a cell phone match. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the phone puns. Keep them coming. I like that one. Keep them coming a lot. Actually. All right. And Ben saying for Black History Month, top dollar needs to choke out Michael Cole. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. There are a lot of black men losing in very, um, like, not great ways. Like, they're and getting their asses kicked pretty I just.
2: Hard. I want to add one more thing before we... I'm looking at the thing. So I'm hoping I speak for the next 45 minutes so we don't have to talk about this next thing I see on the list there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't... Besides... And I said this on Twitter. Besides the bloodline. And this feud that we've had for the last couple of months, there's gonna come an ending to this. What do they have planned after that? Is it the great Cody run of 2023? Yeah, like is that what we're going towards? Cool. Are people gonna buy that story long enough before they start booing him? <laughs> I don't care. Because it, it's be gonna honest, happen.
1: I don't care. Um, I if they turn heel on Cody, Cody's a great heel. I'll take it. I don't. I don't care. And, and here's the I... reason why
2: I bring this up because where the wwe right now has put in all their chips into this building storyline and everything else has become secondary and i think the product is kind of unfortunately is stalled a little I, bit i
1: i half agree i feel like i feel like gunther has been really well built and i think the the ic title still means something the U.S. title is fledging a little bit, but I think it's going to be John Cena and Austin Theory for it, so that's going to pick up weight in a little bit. Um, I don't think Cody's going to get booed. I think you were in danger of that because of how everybody wants Sammy, and you could. It could very easily be. It could very easily be Sammy Zayn is Brian Danielson, and Cody Rhodes is Batista. From 2014. You could very easily enter that situation where Cody yeah. Rhodes is booed simply for not being Sami Zayn. Yeah. The work that they did on Monday gave me a lot of hope that they're not going to do it. They have to walk a very tight, tightrope. Like they have no room to screw this up. You cannot have six man matches with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and Cody Rhodes versus the bloodline. Like, it's going to happen.
2: You know this, right?
1: That. Well, I'm. I'm trying to You just because, spoke
2: it into existence.
1: No. No. I think Bring um it. I think they they have what they showed me on Monday was that they have two separate stories for the same belt. So you get this one cleared out of the way with Sami Zayn. I think I think Jay turns back real hard on Sammy at Elimination Chamber, and all of a sudden that becomes your tag storyline. People might not like it, but they're going to love Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens tagging together, starting it in Montreal versus the Usos. And that's going to be an incredible, incredible WrestleMania storyline. And now you have shown me on Monday that you have an entirely separate story for Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. And it's a good one. It's not one that's had an organic build for nine months because allegedly Cody Rhodes was injured. But um I, I think it's satisfactory enough Cody was super over with the crowd um he's he's a great face he's the guy that they had wanted I think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be okay they just have to be real careful with their next like eight to 12 weeks of programming because man oh man that could go wrong but the other thing is That happened to Cody just because in AEW. That guy was lighting himself on fire and people were still booing him for the love of God. So Cody knows how to handle that Homelander-esque role, right, of like feigning that he's a superhero and everybody being like, actually, you suck. Um, So I'm not worried about it. I think you want to keep Cody Rhodes' babyface as possible because you had a heel champion for like yeah. 800 days. So that's my thing. I just hope that they get to have a babyface champion for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, th- I
2: think, I mean, there'll be, honestly, I think another, the next 800 days will be Cody. I don't think this title changes hands, at least until 2026, almost.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I feel the direct opposite. I feel like Really?
2: You think they're going to make this quick? I think quick?
1: Cody... I think Cody drops and then drops down to the the his dad's title, the Intercontinental title.
2: Wow! Uh,
1: by the next Royal Rumble, I don't think it has to be a long run. I think it can be a a. I don't want. It's not going to be a short run. I don't think he's turning around and losing it at SummerSlam. Right. I think Cody Rhodes as a face turning heel and dropping it to Big E is where I would go. Um, I think you do that by Royal Rumble of of the following year is is what I would do, but hmm. that's just me uh we'll see what happens it could backfire i don't think it will based on what i saw monday i don't mean 800
2: days but i think they'll give i think it'll be cool to give him a long run i'm you know just to kind of like see what he can do with it
1: i like long runs i am getting tired of wwe having exhaustive runs um bianca is phenomenal I think that's, it would have been really productive yeah. for her to lose and then win it back in that feud with Bailey. Um I Like, having having them go on so long to the point where there's not really a payoff anymore is a little bit tricky, but I hear what you're saying. I think a, a Cody Rhodes run that's just white, hot, but shorter could, could be really effective, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how they think. Remember,
2: though. it's I, I said this with Alex, it's a business. It's about return of investment. 100%. So.
1: We'll see if the if and when they sell too. That's that's looming out there, regardless of who it's to. A sale is super possible, and yeah, yeah. they would love babyface Cody Rhodes at Disney or wherever. So we will see. But we move along to what I'm sure is Alex's favorite match of the night: Fuck, I Lacey we Evans long squashing Becca. Um, this was just really a, a women's right and a Cobra collage. I will say this. I don't really care about Lacey Evans too much. Becca sold the hell out of that Cobra clutch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good <laughs> for her for like a local enhancement talent. I saw a lot of people being like, whoa, who was that? Um, fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff there. Love to see that. Alex, uh, did you want to spend another six hours on why this was the greatest match of all time?
2: Coming up next, the tag team titles, the Usos <laughs> defeat Ricochet and Braun Strowman.
1: <laughs> I don't know if this happened last week, Alex. Braun is just suddenly without his red pants. Yeah. Did this happen last week or is this this week?
2: Uh, I think it was. I don't remember if he had red pants on last week. You don't remember. And I'll tell you why. I think Alex and I were kind of just. We were not happy about the match. We weren't happy about the. Cheerleading moves that they're doing in the ring with the somersaulting off the shoulders and we we kind of just like glazed over it and i think we started talking about something else
1: it's a perfect excuse to talk about pants if you don't want to talk about the match you could have fixated on the pants changed if it happened but
2: it's very unfortunate i the reason the camera goes this low is because i don't wear pants so oh
1: we'll see there you go yeah.
2: Red or blue or white.
1: No red daddy pants last week. So shout out to Luis for being not only an amazing mod but a chief researcher, which I really appreciate. He paid
2: attention. Luis definitely paid attention. Luis. This
1: is a brand new Braun Strowman. He has regular color pants. Uh, The USOs win here. I actually think this was a pretty fun match. I'm not the biggest Braun person in the world, but when he's playing this role in a tag match and Ricochet's in there, this was super fun. Um, Alex Pulaski had kind of said, like, what the hell is Jay doing there? Like, there was so much heat, and you kind of alleviated that by having him wrestle tonight instead of just showing up at Elimination (sighs) Chamber. I'll say this. I like the connective tissue of Paul Heyman saying that championships are the centerpiece of the island of relevancy, because this didn't, to me, feel like Jay Uso was showing up for Sami or Roman or even his brother. To me, the priority in the bloodline is titles, and he yep. showed up to defend the titles, and then he was getting the hell out of the building. So, my preference would have been to wait till Elimination Chamber, but this wasn't a bad way to do it, and I think the Heyman promo preceding that was like a nice breadcrumb that they left, but I, I actually thought this match was was pretty fun. Bronaché, I'm gonna call them, versus the Usos. Broniché. This ends with a stunning, stunning shooting star press from Ricochet. He might have the best in the game right now on those, but... It, we do get a splash from Jay Uso for the win here. I actually thought this match was a hell of a lot of fun. What did you think?
2: Yeah, I, um, also very. they made it very clear that it was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It wasn't for both. It was specific. I was like, hey, look, they've been using the blue belts on the graphic. It wasn't a half and half. So um, they're doing something.
1: I think they're getting ready to split them yes. because the, uh, the Raw 30 tag match with uh, judgment day and the Usos was also for the raw titles specifically. Yes, so you
2: can tell, yeah, yeah. So um for well, me it, walks did...
1: away with what? Yeah, I think I it's it's kind of fun for the downfall of the bloodline to like you have to lose twice. Right. Like the, yes. the thread yeah. unravels longer. Yeah, but... You gotta
2: you gotta you gotta make the um if you're gonna make blow something up you gotta blow it up all the way. Uh Marine Corps terms. Um not nah, Lisa terms. Uh so yeah <laughs> I think, I think that's, I think, man, let me tell you something. Braun is so much better with someone than he is by himself. I uh, I think Braun by himself is so boring. He's just like a big old ogre just running around the ring with ricochet. I feel like he has meaning. I enjoy watching him in the ring. I enjoy the tag team stuff that they're doing together as, as corny as it may seem, or I make fun of it. Or me and Alex were kind of just like, ah, we're not, I think, I think he's better off with someone and they know it too. So I
1: do, because he's not the most versatile guy in the world, obviously, no, right. so him just getting to play this role is good. Andrew Cool, which I was like, and do share? Is that like a deep cut for NXT? Oh. But Andrew Cool said, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos main event of night one of WrestleMania. Uh, my wrestling heart would love it. My wanting women to be able to main event WrestleMania I would not. Um, but when you look at it from a wrestling perspective of biggest stories of the year, it's kind of hard to argue that these stories shouldn't be the one dominating, assuming that's the tag match. That would be super, super fun. You can also have that the first night so that Jay is, or so that, uh, Roman is losing it on them. Cause they lost the tag titles. He's starting to doubt himself who knows what happens. And then Cody's in a better leveraged spot as is, but yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't be mad about it and I would think it's pretty cool that tag wrestling is main eventing at WrestleMania. That would be nice.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We'll know what's going on here in the next couple of weeks. I I feel like I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I think Saturday night it's gonna be a bigger night than Sunday.
1: All right, all right, all right.
2: We're getting we're getting demonetized. That's too close. Stop. (laughs)
1: Guys, we're about halfway through SmackDown. Please get in your super chats and your humper chats if there's anything you want to talk about. Do you want to talk about Rey Mysterio okay. calling like Carrion Cross no. a bastard in Spanish? A desgraciado? Did I say it right? A desgraciado,
2: mira esta coño. There
1: you go. There you go.
2: You've been uh, hanging this... out around me for too long now.
1: <laughs> well, it's so funny because i have you who can speak spanish and i have luis who yes. knows spanish but is typing so i'm like well he's typing white, in spanish <laughs> the white girl shouldn't be the one that's saying it out here can but... i make
2: you an honorary boricua puerto rican girl and then just get you a nice shirt puerto rican woman you know like like sammy ordinary ordinary boricua for, uh, uh as
1: long as this is honorary and just know i'm not like wearing it in public so much. I think that might not like go over super well.
2: Guys, but... <laughs> she would wear an honor. I mean, this is coming from the same people that would wear a scissor me daddy shirt in public anywhere they go. Right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was told not to wear that in public.
1: Uh We've got a
2: whoa, Kylie.
1: A sexy chat that just came in from Kylie asking how much clavicle for this chat, Sir Cardoza. LOL, your That's girl big,
2: is oh, wild God. tonight. Let me move it's this $5. Out of the way for you. Hold on. it's five dollars, man. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. The light is washing it out, so you can't really see much. Because I'm Who also white. Who needs
1: the banger bros? Well, you, you got, got banging clavicles, bro, clavicles here on Clavicle. Fightful. I'm going
2: to give you dark. Oh, look at that. Oh, God. Oh,
1: my goodness. Save some for the ten dollars, please.
2: There you go. Ten dollars. <laughs> you get both <laughs> And my spicy link.
1: Fightful after dark. Tune in for Fightful Dark Elevation later. Yeah. Um...
2: <laughs> oh, no. now now I know the team's never going to have me back. But yeah,
1: no, please. We're tr- we're making money out. We gotta we gotta always just right?
2: make it make it nice and dark. We got mods it, that
1: have OnlyFans, not Louise, unfortunately, but we're, we're supportive of it. We love it. There we go. Uh, so this Cross and yeah. Mysterio promo was fine, except for the fact that it totally tipped the hand of the results of the main event, or at least <laughs> eliminated a couple of the people in it. We knew who it wasn't going to be. Uh, but we'll move along to Natalia. Who giving. <laughs> A promo that was
2: flatter than not
1: not boat material, as she calls herself boat, not the best (laughs) of all time material, but she does. It's also timed weird with the music. She does call Shayna a knockoff Ronda Rousey, which prompts Shayna to come out and say, Nah, I've been doing this longer, I've been doing it better. Hell more championships, I think she said, or something like that. Maybe reference to our next raid, but better doing it longer. She probably uses Bluetooth if she's doing it longer and doing it better. <laughs> Only be my assumption, but uh Rhonda Razzi then pops in for the sen- like tense save. She comes in kind of for a save here. I don't really buy that Shayna Baszler's in trouble with Natalia, but Rhonda comes out after Shotzi having come down, and uh I'm sorry. Rhonda and Shayna jump natty. They have like a Tent stare because there's clearly tension between the two of them, which means they will likely win the tag team titles and break up a month later. Uh, But (laughs) they jump Natty and Shotzi comes to the rescue. And oh my God, can we just please get some women's tag team championships with a, with a division where all of these people that come in to help other people make sense. We get Liv Morgan and Raquel later as if Liv never slapped Raquel across the face before. Like, just egregious here, but good enough. I was kind of thinking that Ronda and Shayna were going to head in the direction of being a tag team. I think them challenging for the women's tag titles at Mania is a good idea. Hell, you don't have any other teams anymore, and you just broke up Toxic Attraction for no reason. You got to have someone challenge for them. So that was that. Any thoughts on this? Any interest in a Ronda and Shayna tag run?
2: uh no not really um i I just don't know how far that would go um i'm just not they've missed they messed poor freaking uh rousey badly so badly like they messed up uh, her whole character everything like i don't know i just i don't feel her i don't there's no connection um would i love to see baszler beat the hell out of all the women and become women's champion like to bring her up to what she was like as NXT Women's Champion. I would love that. But I don't know. So much just does, I guess it's not in the stars okay. right now for her.
1: I would be happy with the Shayna and Ronda tag run. I don't think they should win the titles. I think they should face each other at SummerSlam. I think yeah. that would be awesome. Like the two of them facing each other is something I've been calling for for a long time because Ronda getting to lean into what she's best at in the ring is something that does work. We've been able to see that time over time when she's in the ring with someone who doesn't work with her stylistically or people that are less experienced than her, it kind of falls apart. But I think Shayna versus Ronda, there's a whole lot of money in. I just don't want them to win the tag titles to then split up and get there. As we have seen time right. and time again, but continuing with women's action, we got Sonia Deville hooting and hollering at Adam Pierce. Well, Chelsea green. who is, I don't know if uh, this is, like the the best use of her potential but i'm having fun with it i think she is too she wants to speak to the smackdown general manager not the former one not sonia deville she's asking for adam pierce she's crushing this so far in my opinion i i love it i wish they had done more with her at the rumble but they've capitalized on it she's hilarious i think she's more than just hilarious so i hope we get to see that at some point but this is this is a hoot. I'm, I'm having fun. Um, but we end up with Liv and Raquel versus Sonia and Chelsea Green. Nice to see Chelsea Green in the ring here. But they do, unfortunately for them, get bested. Raquel and Liv Morgan. Uh, we have Liv making the blind tag and hitting the oblivion. And Raquel powerbombing uh live on to chelsea green which is a fun way to utilize both of their strengths but i gotta say kind of just said it we've been saying it for a while raquel plus a friend is not a women's tag division yeah some people together who make sense and matter (laughs) you had live with Tegan knox running around that's not a thing anymore uh, Liv and Raquel had faced each other before. Liv smacked the shit out of her. I think that <laughs> you gotta do the work to repair these broken fences, my friend. But this was benign. This was like perfectly what it was, I suppose. Uh, any thoughts on this?
2: Uh, no, I just, I, ugh, it's such a mess. <laughs> it really yes. is. I'm, From uh, the tax
1: uh, side, especially. Yes. Like, that's, yeah. That's frustrating. yeah.
2: I, I know that they're trying to get something going. But it seems like every time they try to get something going, it falls apart. Like the girls just end up fighting each other, you know, like in in some weird angle or it just doesn't work out. Or I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. And it's sad because I really love tag team wrestling. I really love for women's tag team wrestling to take off because it's needed. I want to see it on TV. Like, come on, man. But it does know.
1: feel wild that AEW probably has a stronger women's tag division than they don't have a women's tag division. Like, we see more tag programs yes. that make sense there yeah. than we do here, unfortunately. But I like everybody involved. So hopefully they can keep the momentum going that way. Yeah. Hey, did you know Matt Cat Moss and Emma have a thing? I'm not even talking about that weird promo. We're moving along to the Charlotte <laughs> Claire interview. It's uh, the best. It's, I'm. What is there to What is there to say? You
2: what? know what I think that p- the problem that happens is WWE so entertainment based, and this is not. I'm not saying anything bad about them. I love. I'm a huge fan. I think they're so entertainment based that when when they try to do a crossover between what's happening that's r- in real life and bringing it into the entertainment world, it comes off awkward a little bit. Um, Alex,
1: I have never dated someone or had a crush on someone and been like. <laughs>
2: I know since
1: probably seventh grade.
2: No, I know. There That's what adults. I'm saying.
1: It's so like you can do uh these people are dating thing. The way they do it is so high school dance. Yeah. Nah, nah, right. not not here for it. Um, I don't know really. I think Emma's won like maybe twice since she's been back. Just not good. Just not good stuff, but uh yeah, we move on to I felt like a segment that had mixed results. Charlotte Flair doesn't really sound natural in this baby face role. However, I love sit down interviews. I think Michael Cole is better at them than he gets the opportunity to show a lot of the time. And I like when they take a breath to kind of explain in a deeper look and just let people have a conversation about it, especially with WWE style promos are so we speak in this cadence like when you have a sit down interview and it sounds conversational it's really refreshing and i did appreciate charlotte saying like three years isn't enough to close the gap from when i beat you last time to be on my level Mm. like she she hasn't been able she's she's great she's championship material but she's not charlotte flair material and she's improved so much. And I'm so proud of her, kind of. But, like, she's not where I'm at. So it's not going to happen for her. That's a really good way to move the next chapter of the story along. So I appreciated this for what it was. I think Charlotte's just a natural born heel. And she's been in the heel role for so long that the baby face stuff kind of isn't working. And I think she's probably pivoting to heel because mm. Rhea's going to be over as hell. Um, any thoughts on this segment?
2: No, just... Not really like Charlotte to me, I, I, they're trying, they're trying, they're trying to like really, but she comes also not genuine as a, as a baby face. <laughs> like you're just expecting her to drop kick someone in the face um <laughs> when she's talking to them or to throw like some type of insult at them. Right. So like, I, I'm like waiting for, I'm like, come on, do it, do it, do it. I know you're going to do it right now. So <laughs> we're all waiting. So yeah. It's also
1: know. tough because she's not playing against her play face, right? So it's like yeah. not only is she used to being a heel, but like the she doesn't have anyone to contrast off of because she's just like in the sit-down role. So I think probably she maybe isn't as comfortable with it because it's not like, oh, the person I'm telling the story with is who I'm I'm talking right. to. So. Yes. so that's a little trickier, but it does bring us to our main event. Uh we get our Intercontinental title contendership match. Madcap Moss with the victory over Karrion Cross, Rey Mysterio, and Santos Escobar. Barful Um, I don't have a problem <laughs> with Madcap Moss. I have a problem with Santos Escobar not winning everything. That guy is so cool. He showed out like crazy in this. I am now begging for Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar at some point. Jesus. Uh, Cross did what he does. He he was perfectly serviceable in this, but we do end up with Mad Cat Moss versus Gunther, which should be on TV next week. We think. Yeah. He won with an elbow drop onto Ray for the pin. Man, it's not anything against Mad Cat Moss. I would love like a really long Santos Escobar Gunther feud long. with Imperium, who's sitting right there versus legato who's sitting right there. Like if you started that now, that could be a super fun WrestleMania program. I it's don't know. It's coming.
2: It's coming. We still it, got SummerSlam. SummerSlam's summer the biggest is. party of the summer. I don't know if you knew that.
1: I'd heard that one or several times. Okay. Just making um, sure everyone. Yeah, no, I I was in the loop on that. You can read about that on Fight Plus Select. Uh okay,
2: just making sure. And we do have uh you know more Saudi shows. So the greatest Royal Rumble ever, biggest bigger than WrestleMania. I don't know if you guys knew this. So uh, I,
1: I had heard that I heard that their Royal Rumble was the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. So. so we
2: do. We have we have a chance of seeing these great gentlemen uh, face each other, which, by the way, I am That's so true. for it. Take I, I'm my just, money.
1: God, Santos is so cool. Oh. and Luther is so cool in an entirely different way. Um, and you have and just stable versus stable sitting right there. And I want to see giovanni vinci in the same ring as santos escobar i want to see ludwig kaiser in the same ring no offense to the lackeys of of legato they're great too toro's great like but santos escobar to me um is one of the most complete wrestlers that yeah. i've seen and i don't want him to be waffling i want him to be on a really clear path because i'm rooting for that guy like i i adore his work um so, so give me Imperium and Legato on the main roster is is where I'm at. That cat Moss will be fine, it'll probably be productive for him. But of anybody in that match, you knew it wasn't going to be Cross or Mysterio because they basically told us that earlier. And we know Ray Mysterio for Mania is going to be facing his kid, right? So, yeah, uh, and I would just love it. I would love to see
2: the future uh, of WWE is in great hands with these kids, man. And then they're not kids, but you know, they're young, they're great talent. You know, so besides Dominic, so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's got a the least, whole no.
2: world. Oh, never mind.
1: <laughs> I, I think I don't know if it was in our rundown, probably because it was like 12 seconds long, but speaking of Bray Wyatt, we got a very quick promo from L.A. Knight here who gets yeah. asked. And yeah, we did. Um, and he just said he doesn't want to talk about the pitch black match, and I was like, Me either, buddy. But he was like, I'm thinking about the future, and the future is LA Knight, yeah, dummy. And so, uh, I'm excited to see what happens with him next.
2: And so. they had a dark match, did it? They- <laughs> Am I allowed to say that?
1: Yeah, wait, what? Yeah, yeah,
2: Bray and LA Knight.
1: Oh, I don't want that to continue.
2: No, you don't, and it, it just Maybe. happened.
1: No, thank you. No. Um, But we are wrapping up the evening. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We always appreciate it.
2: Yeah, you know, that almost would have been a segue like when you said we're wrapping it. And if you want to wrap it up. If you want to it up. I saw some Trojan bearbacks. I was just going to say we
1: don't have a sponsor for that. I know. Yet. We should
2: get them for our show. I'm going to talk tapes, to them.
1: We got Blue Chew. We got everything around that region. We just got to protect it. So What if I but can get
2: Trojan? Who do I have to bring this up to?
1: I don't know. I don't know. You got to go find their director of sponsorship somewhere. No, I have they,
2: that. I'm in for us.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: Like, what if I want to get, like, you know, protect us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fightful after dark. Wrap up your clavicles, everybody. Wow. Says in the chat. Phenomenal. Wrap it
2: up, B. <laughs>
1: That's why he's got the hoodie. You gotta, yeah, you gotta keep
2: yeah. it. So, oh, oh
1: my goodness, Alex! It was so nice to be on the stream with you again. We had a couple weeks where you weren't here. And then we had one week when we were back, but then I went on the cruise. Glad to be back in the groove with you. Same. And if I wanted to find you, no matter where I am.
2: I'll it? give you my address. It is 30. 30- oh, wait. Oh, wait no, you no, mean no, online. No. Sorry. Sorry. i not going to do that.
1: Just give, just give <clears> the <throat> address of the United Center. Let's okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: you, you guys can find me on Instagram at Alexis Cardoza or on Twitter, which, by the way, um, I'm losing my, my badge because Elon Musk said that the people who have legacy blue badges are the most corrupt on Twitter. So um, everyone that is not paying for Twitter blue and has a blue check mark is. Being taken away unless you're a business, so get ready for that. So you can find me on Twitter at underscore Alexis Cardoza, where I'm normally spewing some really fun stuff that people hate. You me
1: run from. like three Ponzi schemes, So all of a sudden you're super corrupt. Like, yeah,
2: I am super corrupt. Yeah,
1: rude, rude. Well, follow Alex there. You can follow me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter at Miss Kate Fabe on TikTok as well. Kate's Instagram's on the Instagram. Also have my Patreon. we're rocking it's been a little sparse over there but i am rolling out paid tiers coming up soon so very nice if you can support me there check it on out but you can also catch me every monday on fightful select doing the raw review behind the paywall every tuesday doing sour grabs every wednesday at the mark order and right here on fridays and doing pay-per-view post shows behind the paywall as well so we got a couple of those coming up for Revolution and Elimination Chamber. A lot of fun stuff on the horizon. Please leave a thumbs up on your way out if you are still watching and be so kind. And of course, subscribe to Fightful Select for the most breaking news in the game. We've got Jeremy Lambert out, so please as he dares to take off a couple of days, support us on Fightful Select because everybody's working overtime. (laughs) I love it. We appreciate you. Have a happy and safe and healthy weekend.